<laughs> okay. Well, we'll, yeah, can we, do, we'll can we say that again? I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't hear it very well. Can you hear okay? What's wrong with the yes. volume? Yes. Okay. Say, no, no. Say it again. One out of what? I'm sorry. Rate this podcast on a scale okay. of one to this podcast fucks. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 47 coming at you, guys. Guys, do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Hit us up at mavsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana, and with me, as always, a forecast of brilliance. Most awesome. Oh shit! Ooh. What's happening, people? That was a hot intro. Yeah. Look at you, Brandana, coming at him hot, bro. Hot intro and a chilly, chilly night, brother. It's I cold. know. It's cold I know. It's gonna get that polar, polar vortex and snow and all sorts of crazy shit coming Midwest and uh, and the East Coast. How, how cold is it in my room? In my in my basement room? There's my bed still set up. If I pop back? Your bed is still set up. Okay. Oh yeah, it's set up. But we got the we got the uh, faux uh, fireplace all set up. We do have one of those. <laughs> it uh, it changes colors, red and blue, and everything like that. So it kicks a nice little heat up there. So uh, you really set your temperature. You want it to be sixty eight degrees? I'll make it sixty eight degrees for you. I, right did, I, I appreciate. It. Like we're all excited about Kamish Junior and everything. I just want to make sure that I wasn't. I'm, I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he's under the roof. I just want to make sure that yeah. an old Brandana spot still there sure. waiting. We we bunked Commission 2.0 together to make sure the Brandana man cave stays where it is. <laughs> uh, seems overkill, but just perfect. I'll take hey, it. Hey. Guys, we have a jam-packed episode 47. We're doing rip of the headlines. We're doing the Super Bowl round robin. We're going to hit an MAB inbox. We're going to do an extra special MAB Mab about you. We have a Mab Ooh. guest in the studio. We have Kyle Ostrom, a.k.a. Opup, going to join us. Talk a little bit of Chiefs football. Going to jump the gambling corner. It's going to be a blast. Uh, Neapolitan Showdown, best things to order at a Mexican restaurant. Then we'll jump into the Brandana gambling corner. Going to keep it simple, people. Two football games on Sunday. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about teasers, how you can bet, how you can win some money. Then we're going to end, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, your hour power starts now. from Go. the headlines the super bowl Boom. round robin why are we talking about that this week brother oh because it's afc nfc championship mm. weekend bro mm. so we're we're one week away or i should say three weeks away from the super bowl and uh who you like who you got who oh. you think's gonna make it up and how are they gonna get there okay it's crazy i do have uh i do have my four matchups ranked as i'm sure you do i do want to mm-hmm. stay out of the gate though playoffs is always a weird time because it's just like I don't. It's it's almost like when your life comes to an end. I, I guess what you have like you kind of reflect on time that you could have done better. Like, did I take advantage of every like NFL football Sunday I had for those seventy-two sure. weeks I had them? Like, you just get excited. It's like, oh, it's playoffs, and you realize like every time like a playoff weekend happens, like the number of games remaining gets chopped in half, and now we're right. down to three. 
Three right. very exciting games, but it's almost over. Three? Two? Two. Well, we got the Super Bowl also. We're going to count. Oh, oh, yeah, oh you're, right, you're, right, you're right. You're right. I was three just three thinking this weekend. All right. I can't count. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and also, do we have the legs to make it through another baseball season as a sports podcast? We'll see. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's all leading up to this. We got to find, we got to rustle up some content. All right, brother, how do you have it ranked coming out of the gates? I think what we do is we'll talk our rankings from just like top to bottom and then kind of what we're looking at at each ranking should that game happen. Fair enough? Yeah, I like it. I like where you're at. So if I'm going to go with a matchup. You want to see. Number one, you want to see. That I want to see. Number one, I want to see. I want to see Chiefs versus the Rams. Ooh, I guess I had had Chiefs Saints on that. Chief Saints. Okay, yeah. I like it. What's your two that would have been that would have been my number two because okay. I like. Here's what I like. I like uh, I like the storyline of Chiefs Rams just for the young guard kind of taking over the NFL. Yeah. Um, and I like the Chiefs Saints for that potential MVP uh, NFL MVP kind of battle that could go down because here's an interesting subplot. Oh, I like subplots uh, of of that Chiefs Saints game. Uh, the NFL Honors, which is like their award show for the NFL, is, is February 2nd. And that's where they roll roll out the uh, AP NFL MVP, which, as we know, the Saints and the Chiefs, Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes. And I know everyone's thinking it's a foregone conclusion because the Pro Football Writers of America named Mahomes their uh, MVP and he's won numerous offensive awards and I think he's like you know quick gambling alert I think he's like minus 250 to win it uh-huh. but still but it still could be interesting that you know maybe if uh, if if Mahomes doesn't play great and Saints uh, Drew Brees plays excellent maybe there's a small chance in hell that he pulls it off or Mahomes wins and maybe Drew Brees is like alright fuck it I'm going ham in the Super Bowl. It'd be interesting, right, B? It's good, brother. It's good. Yeah, so that's what I have. And I did an extra special treat for you because you know I like <gasps> to gamble. I know you like lines. I, uh, I projected what I thought the lines would be should these Super Bowls happen. How do you like that, boy? Really? How do you like Ooh, that? Ooh, I like that. I like uh, that. So, yeah, Chiefs versus Saints, I had the same thing. You did kind of uh, the two MVPs going to head-to-head. Uh, I, I kind of I like their attitude. There seems to be like kind of a, a mutual respect on this. Like, should this happen with these quarterbacks going head-to-head, which would be fun? It'd be, you know, nice to see Drew Brees back there doing his things. Uh, Chiefs versus Saints is my number one. I have Saints favored by four, should that Super Bowl happen. Ooh, yeah, I see that. I see that. So you're basically – well, no, it's a neutral site. Neutral so, site, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, uh, I like it. Yeah, I think – obviously these lines are going to be really dependent on what happens in the championship games. Like, those, those sure. are going to be like gigantic. If, if there's some squeaks out, I think we need to see a little bit. I'm assuming that we're going to see a little bit more of, like, the week nine, week ten Saints coming out this mm-hmm. week than kind of the, the last – playoff like kind of ending the season saints which have been kind of not firing i think they're saving sure. some gas hopefully we'll see that then my chiefs versus rams we got a uh, you know rematch of the highest scoring monday night football game in monday night football yep. history uh there's a little bit of a this is the new nfl kind of feel to it which would sure. which would make a lot of sense and be fun to watch uh young qbs going head to head what do you got buddy uh, well i like this because i like i like the subplot of this of the career of one young pat mahomes 
Um, I've been, you know, you know, I've been talking a little bit about the career of Pat Mahomes and uh, obviously lit the bit, world on yeah. fire. Just a little bit. <laughs> lit the world on fire this year. 50 touchdowns, 5,000 passing yards. Um, riddle me this. One uh, quarterback came out in his second year in the league and torched the league, kind of thought everyone was going to be ushering in a new era of passing. And we're talking, I'm talking about Dan Marino. Dan Marino threw Ooh, yeah. and set the set the touchdown passing record in his second year. Went to the Super Bowl. If you remember who he faced off again, was another West Coast team, the San Francisco 49ers and Joe Montana. Niners, Niners. And so I like this because could this be? Could Mahomes be falling into that um, in that Marino category? Right, All Star mm-hmm. stats. Yeah, lots of lots of scoring, lots of fun, but uh, maybe never getting back or or or. Uh, hitting that Super Bowl win, or does he turn the page and become one of the NFL greats? So I, I like it for that. I think that would be a lot of intrigue for me, at least, just to see some of the history repeating itself. Yeah, let's not get uh, too carried away with Mahomes like you know the rest of the world is, and that's fine. But looking at it from a real thing is, you know, we talk, I think we talk a lot about, and we've both been fans of teams that just kind of haven't hit at the right time. Like it's been amazing defense, the quarterback play has been weak, amazing running back, right. some good receivers. The quarterback's not there, the quarterback is there. They don't have a fucking offensive line. All, like all this shit hitting. Like is Mahomes kind of hitting the peak of what? I know it's way too early to tell. Is he hitting the peak of what he's going to have? Or you know, I I still think there's a slight uptick to the Chiefs that doesn't quite have that panic. Like got to win it now thing to it. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things. It's like. I, I don't necessarily know if Mahomes is like in that LeBron category where it's like this is his peak, but there's yet another level to Ooh. him. Oh, that's interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I because I, this might be his level. This might be the best that he's ever played. It's not crazy. I mean, Dan Marino is a great player, but he never ascended that statistical dominance like he did in year two. Yeah. Um, and some players have odd and weird statistical output kind of pattern so um i i i wouldn't be i'd be i i wouldn't be shocked that he would be consistently in the top you know like in that andrew luck 39 40 touchdowns every year but yeah i mean kelsey gets a year older tyreek smith or tyreek hill excuse me uh, drink everybody he uh you know he diminishes maybe the, the there you go maybe the offensive line play isn't as strong as is the year before and and you know andy reed can't continue to lose too many offensive coordinators over time so you know yeah it could be it could be interesting mm, that's good i have the uh the chiefs versus rams i have the chiefs favored by two and a half in that game Ooh, I like it. All right, let's jump like on it. to uh, the other combinations, Patriots-Saints. I have it my three-slot, Patriots-Rams yep. at my four. Same for you? Yep, same for me. Uh, I love the the number three slot. I think if I was the NFL, that Pat-Saints game is probably the, the, the game that I want, right? If I'm the NFL execs, like that's the – we could market the shit out of that yeah. game to everybody that's paying attention. Yeah, I guess – yeah, I guess if – I think the, oh, these are – the NFL is not a tough spot here. These are like easy games to sell. Even the four spots yep. like Patriots and Rams. I think that's the hardest one to kind of get like a, a narrative going, I guess. But it's still like still an explosive offense. And like I, it's just it's the Patriots. Like the, I, as much as people hate the Patriots, this is still, like I hate the Patriots. This Patriots year is super interesting to me because right. it is like they're literally like willing themselves to win like we're just watching a different kind of football like a team that turns it on when they need to turn it on a team that well let's jump into it so uh the number three slot i have yeah like you said uh two elite quarterbacks for the past 10 years uh here's a a question um 
obviously you have Tom Brady on your elite list at one or two slot, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I, I almost put on like I was just like, oh, quarterbacks in your top ten, like both top ten all time. Does Breeze make your top ten all time? Ooh, so he's got a Super Bowl ring. Got he, one, yeah. He leads the league in all-time passing yards at 70,000-plus. Yeah. Uh, and we're going all-time quarterback? I mean, we're going, all time. you know, f- all, time. all time? He kind of missed he, he's. I think he's just uh, right outside looking in, right? I'm, I'm going to fire off some names. I did write these down. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like because maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, Because yeah, I would have put, put him in that 8 to 10 range. But that, I, I, I thought that, too. And then I wrote these down, and there were two I remember that I wrote down. I was like, shit. So I have uh, Elway, Marino, Young. Montana, Rogers, Manning. If you have to ask what Manning, shut this fucking podcast off right now. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> um, uh, Ter- are these aren't in any order? These are just no, no. Your... These are these aren't okay. in fucking order. No, no. I just, okay. I just yeah, yeah. Finished. I was like, wait, wait, wait. So, okay. Yeah. So that's uh, that's seven right there. I put him at eight. Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then I mean, then I guess you can do like a little bit of more of like a deep dive on. I don't like the ones. The ones like I don't fucking like. I don't Dan Fouts. Bart's, yeah, Bart Starr and all Frank, that other Frank stuff. Frank Tarkington, yeah. like. <clears throat> well, Tarkington never. I, I think that list. All those lists. You got. You got to have a chip, right? You got to win. Well, if we're talking chips, then the other Manning does need to go on there. Well, he's got two, but he doesn't have the output. All those guys have output. Like yeah. Steve Young, you could you could debate on just in terms of longevity of his career, but you know he was. Yeah, I mean, he was a dominant force at oh, the shit. time. Oh, shit, I don't have Brett Favre on here. Yeah, you don't – oh, yeah. Oh, how do you miss that? I'm a boy. I don't know. I'm in, I'm in town to play the – what's he say? What's the line? <laughs> I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. You dumbass. I'm, I'm, no, wait, I'm on that is, top no, ten Florida, list, right? you dumbass. <laughs> Good one. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, – yeah, obviously Patriots and Saints would be epic. It would be fun to watch those quarterbacks uh, face off. Uh, Patriots. Yeah, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. Oh, uh, I that's have the, I have that list. line at I have Saints by, favored by four in that game also. Against the Pats. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Oh, they're playing in. I mean, indoors. It's in Atlanta. It's uh, yeah. When whatever uh, seem to have good favor for Drew Brees when he's track meet. I don't know how that short guy sees over that shit, but he does somehow. Uh, Anticipation, brah. Oh, is that what it's about, brah? Brah, that is. Patriots versus Ram. Um. I mean, this is kind of old school, new school coaching is kind of all I have yep. dog-eared, I guess. It's uh, the the coming close to an end of an amazing era and the start of someone that's trying to revolutionize the league himself. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's if you're the NFL, it's not it's not a problem to have any of those four matchups. But of the f- of the four, yeah. that's the you're going to have to kind of man- manufacture a little uh, rivalry, Belichick, McVeigh type rivalry. Uh, and then obviously you just centerpiece around Tom Brady and and talk about all the other guys and try and fun, find some fun interesting stories. I bet you like the, the Rams will get a lot of a lot of play with Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle, their offensive lineman. He's an old veteran from Cincinnati, come to the Rams. Uh, has kind of been the leader of that offensive line. So that I'm sure there's some storylines in there with uh, Whitworth and uh, obviously Aaron Donald. I mean he'll get some pub too. You know, who wins the Super Bowl this year? Who wins the Super Bowl this year? Ooh, yeah. hot. Uh, I'm going to go Saints. I'm going to go Saints. I like it. Uh, couldn't happen to a better team. We'll see. Uh, let's yep. jump into the MAB inbox. We're doing uh, Banger, our keeping coming hot, our 2018 
emailer, MABMVP. Choose an email. Oklahoma QB Kyler Murray declared for the draft. If he's drafted in the top 10 and plays well like Baker Mayfield, Mattfield, is it the Mattfield. Oklahoma system or would it be confirming the death of NFL defenses? Mm. Here's so my this question. is an interesting. Okay, oh, so, okay, okay. You, 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 I, I get you, buddy. You, I, I get this. I, I mean, I'm, I'm teeing it up for you, but I broke down. I broke down two things. Okay. Will he land in the top ten? Which was in his question, and mm. how good is this kid? Interesting. So, so here's here's the top ten. Let me. Here's a first ten picks in the NFL draft are, and I, I broke this down on who, who would take a quarterback just regardless. Like sometimes you just don't take a quarterback. Arizona Cardinals maybe Raiders maybe. Uh, 49ers, nope. Jets, nope. Detroit Lions, nope. Bucks, nope. Buffalo Bills, nope. Giants, maybe. Jacksonville, fuck yeah. Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this, there's like four teams. So, basically, we're looking at like the only reason I said Arizona Cardinals also, even though I know they took some shots and some quarterbacks, is they, there's a relationship I think you told me about, which we'll jump into. And then, um, obviously, like uh, the Raiders, they act like they want to move on, but. I heard reports like it's too early. Like I, I'm not sure if they they're kind of middling on if they're going to move on or not. So it just would seem weird to pull in that question mark. I don't really know Gruden's track record too. It seems like he's trying to build up something and maybe pulling in a vet quarterback would make more sense. I don't know if he wants to build mm-hmm. it from the ground. And then obviously, uh, yeah, like Buccaneers have shown their loyal loyalty, but uh, like Giants, Jacksonville is kind of that sweet spot, which would make sense around like the seven, eight, nine pick, maybe for this guy. Yeah. Uh, Ky- uh, Cliff Kingsbury has said in a report that he, oh, this, he, he loved he loved fucking Kyler Murray when he was uh, oh, that's when right he was we talked them. we talked about him previous pod yeah yeah exactly and he has been reported to say that he would have taken them back then uh, that he would have taken them with the number one overall draft pick that's how much of a fan he was and you've got Rosen there and it's one of those things that's like do they move on that quickly from from Rosen from Josh Rosen just a year removed it seems like a little early to give uh, to give up on a kid even though you didn't you didn't draft them it, it just seems like an odd play especially with the number one pick well you know so, I'm not high on Crip Crumpler Crip Crumpler Crip, Crip, Crip. Kit Kennington, cat, <laughs> cat, catch me if you can't intend. Get candy top. <laughs> uh, uh, I like that. It'll be a fun little ongoing bit for, oh, yeah. for that'll right, get us going. through baseball season. That'll get us through baseball season. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Thirty episodes needs. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah. So it's one of those things where Jacksonville and then New York. Although it's one of those things where you know Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio. You fill in the rest. Um, you've got the kid from shit Duke. I can't remember his name. Drink. He's going to be flying up the draft boards. Um, I, I think that those teams are going to go uh, more prototypical typical size guys. Kyler Murray's going to come in. He's going to measure small, 5'9", 5'10", 185. I can't remember. It, it, the death of NFL football uh, or NFL defenses uh, they're still monster human beings. They're still going to get hits on the quarterback, and I don't know how they're going to. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to, uh, or Kyler, I should say, is going to hold up on that stress. Yeah, and I think the death, the death of the NFL defenses, isn't that these college kids are coming in more prepared and better athletes. It's that the defense is more constrained by the rules of the game. Sure. So, so sure. it's that the death of the NFL defense is going to be all these fucking like these these game changing third down flags on underthrown fucking footballs. We gotta, gotta eliminate those. 
We got to take right. those out again. We got to take. We got to figure out. I know we're trying to protect the quarterback. I know that is what the product is. It makes sense to me. But we, we. I, I don't know if it's reviewable. We got to make better judgment calls because there's some like there's there's some god all like some just like really god. I and it's just like I wish I'd be more specific because it just feels like I'm just shouting from the rooftop non-specifics. But just like some just like really really terrible calls. Right. And and the fact of the matter is, is that running quarterbacks, regardless of the constraints on the defense, are not going to last. Uh, nice. Lamar Jackson, that's their biggest worry about Lamar Jackson with Baltimore and Josh Rosen or excuse me, Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills is, is their game has not progressed passing the ball. It's running the ball. And Mike Vick has sat there and said to, to, to Lamar Jackson, it's like, you got to learn to throw the ball. You can't take those shots. Yeah. There's a reason why NFL running backs have a short shelf life. Yep. And if you're a running quarterback, you're not going to survive. And then that's what makes me worry about Kyler Murray at 5'9", five, 5'10", five, a buck 85. When was the last time that small of a guy was successful? I mean, Doug Flutie? Yeah. But Doug Flutie, you know, I mean, uh, Doug Flutie had to go play in, in Canada before he came back. And then wasn't like he was like a Hall of Famer. He was a middling, above-average NFL player. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, rank these quarterbacks real fast coming out. Oh, and there's one more question I want to ask you. Fine. Okay. Sure, rank sure, sure. So we got uh, Dwayne uh, Haskins coming out of Ohio. Uh, Justin Hubert was on my list coming out of Oregon. As some mock drafts I saw. Is that ring? But he, he, dec- he went back to school. He said he's going to go back to oh, school. he's going to go back to school. Okay, so yeah, we got Kyle yeah. Murray and then your guy from Duke. So is it is it Haskins, Murray, guy from Duke? Um, there is Drew Locke out of Missouri, who's got some good athletic skills. Um, and then you've got Will Greer out of West Virginia. I, I think I think it is probably Haskins, Murray, just on sex appeal, and then the the Duke kid. It would be my would be my my third one that kind of flies up. Okay, okay. So the last question. This is what I want to say. Is there any chess move right now? Because we got uh, the kid from Alabama will be coming out in 2020. Is that right? Uh, Tua, yeah. Tua will come out next year, yeah. If he declares, he'll be a, he'll be an eligible uh, junior that year. Then when, when's this uh, when's this kid from Clemson coming out? Clemson will be 2021, Trevor Lawrence, because he was a true freshman this year. Okay. Yeah. And there's, there's some people that are making arguments that, like, should Trevor Lawrence just sit out the next two years? His tape is never going to be any better than it is now. He sure. shredded Alabama's defense. Yeah. It'd be an interesting take. It'd be like a Mike Williams, wide, that wide receiver from USC. Yeah, but, I mean, do you want to draft a quarterback that hasn't been playing fucking football for two years? No, I know you don't, but it would be one of those things just saying the state of the game. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, – Excellent breakdown. That's your thought. Thanks. Banger. Keep them going. And guys, you can reach us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Light it up. Win a t-shirt this year. Just get on. You know what? We're, we're, we're going to up the gift for 2019. Ooh. We'll figure out what it is. Be the best emailer. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, thanks for that email. Guys, we have a... <laughs> this is awesome. We have a, uh, a very special, probably... Uh, probably the player. I think it's officially our youngest. We have... Uh, well, <laughs> we're... We're going to go to the tape. Uh, Most also brought us a little gift, and we're going to hear a little special Mev about you. Take us to the tape. Wow, 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 wow. No Mavers, what's happening? It's your boy, M.A. Hanging out here in the hospital. I've got Dr. Mrs. The Commish, Commish Jr. here. I was thinking about doing a little first call, baby call, but uh, decided to pivot. 
And now I'm going to bring on uh, our our late guest here onto the podcast, Kamish Jr., to do a little Mab About You. And uh, Dr. Mrs. The Kamish is going to serve as his answer proxy. I want you to say hello, Dr. Mrs. The Kamish. Hello, Mabbers. There you go. All right. We're going to get right into it. Kamish Jr., are you ready? He is, in fact, ready. There you go. Okay. First question, Kamish Jr., rate your breastfeeding ability on a scale of one, to this baby sucks. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with this baby definitely sucks because he is a legendary latcher. That's right. He's breastfeeding like a champ. Very good. True or false, Kamish Jr., you bring that BDE, that big diaper energy. Uh, absolutely. All the way. Big diaper energy. Perfect. Question number three. Name the youngest person ever to appear on a podcast. Oh, trick question. It's you. You're the, first, you're the youngest person at uh, two days. Not, not even. Not even. Less than 24 hours. Oh, well, this is what sleep depravity, depravity does to you. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, next question. Pick one, Commissioner Jr. Natural light, like the beer. Natural beauty, like your mom and your sisters. Or natural childbirth, like, like you. We'll go with natural beauty. Oh, there you go. Are you sure he answered that question? Okay. <laughs> All right. Riddle me this, Commish Jr. Uh, on the next Neapolitan showdown, your dad will win because he'll segue your birth into it, and Brandana will get soft and crumble. Absolutely. Has to happen. Has to happen. Very good. Hear me, Brandana. <laughs> so you got to keep it real. Got to go for that two-peat. Um at uh, next question, at what age, Commish Junior, will your sisters first dress you up as an LOL doll? Age four. Four, really? Okay, he's gonna he's gonna survive that long. It's not gonna happen. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, well we'll we'll, we'll try and stop them from doing that. Okay. Uh, next question: Recording your son's first moments on a podcast, cute or exploitative AF? <laughs> Can it be a mixture of both? Uh, we're trying. We're trying here. <laughs> and then my final question, Commiss Jr. On a scale of one to infinity, how much do your parents love you? Oh, infinity and beyond. There you go. Very good. <laughs> well, you heard it first. Let me tally up those scores. Yes! Commiss Jr., you have won an official MAB Sports onesie. Wear it in pride. And uh, all the other kids will be jealous of you. You want to say anything? He's just sticking his tongue out. He's not doing anything. Just eating. All right. And uh, we're out. And happy trails there, Mavers. Brother, you recorded that in the hospital. And your wife played ball. She's got a – she's a no-mabber. Obviously, yes. Dr. Miss the Commission is a no-mabber. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yes. We went there, and uh, she was game, man. She was game. She like was uh, a, a champion. I like I, I like you taking a little shot at me also. I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take it. I like the I like the exploitative also like <laughs> I have to say for probably being completely sleep deprived and having like you know an amazing moment in your life had to put together still as a pod partner I was impressed yeah, brother. Yeah. I was impressed yeah. get, you went out there you got the story <laughs> the story that you had to get and you went out and got it exactly yeah it was a little bit of everything it was uh, Mab on the street and <laughs> you know Mab about you and uh, you know all that good stuff. Perfect. So yeah, man, I'm glad. I'm glad I got got to introduce Commiss Junior to the world, and uh, I'm glad. Thankfully, Doctor Misses the Commission. Let me do it. 
And I'm glad that the, the no members get to hear it, too. Awesome, that, that's why we do it, folks. Well, thank you from us. Uh, shall we bring the guest in? Yeah, let's bring this motherfucker in. All right, bring him to his jam. the opup what's up brother what's up guys thank you so much for having me big fan thanks long time listener first time caller there you go <laughs> thanks for joining the pod buddy uh yeah we want to have you on here uh it's a big weekend afc championship game going uh coming on we have the Kansas city chiefs hosting the new england patriots out of the gate how are you feeling about it you a chiefs fan growing up what's your thoughts yeah, absolutely. A uh, huge Chiefs fan growing up, like incredibly excited, counting down the days, literally from, what is it, 94 with Joe Montana, every year just like begging for the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl, and there's never been a chance until Patrick Mahomes has come around. Every year we have someone like Elvis Gerback, Rich Gannon, uh, Steve DeBerg, Montana, you just go through the list. And Ooh, yeah. That list Mahomes, rough, rough yeah, to listen to, right. bro. Middle-aged white guys <laughs> from the 49ers seems to be the theme. Hey, you <laughs> but, know what? It's, it's just like women. You get a type, you stick to it. Exactly. That's right. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of hope, man. Um, it's a different feeling. Kansas City, you know, a couple of years ago felt like a Royals town, but it just feels completely different now. Yeah, why is this year different? I, I think it's all about the quarterback. Um, Alex Smith and the other quarterbacks I referenced before, they're kind of game managers, uh, older guys that are going to put up about 21 points. They're not going to make mistakes. But with Mahomes, it's like you know you always are in the game. That moxie that he has, even if you're down seven, you're down ten, like the Patriots last game that we played them, he's going to bring them back. And it's... It's just something we haven't ever felt before. Uh, I can't even explain it. What was our last draft pick? Most awesome. You can correct me on this, but Todd Blackledge. What was that? 88 or something? Oh, Todd Blackledge in the playoffs? Oh, no. Just the last time the Chiefs drafted a first-round quarterback. Oh, yeah. I think I think Blackledge was actually 83. It was 83. Yeah, it was a Marino draft. Ooh. That's right. Yep. So the fact having a first-round quarterback, there's just a different confidence about it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think the big thing we want to know is, can you give me the over or under on number of Little League pictures we'll see of Patrick Mahomes during the AFC Championship? <laughs> <laughs> Conversations about how he learned how to be a gamer from his dad. Conversations. Uh, dad. Two and how a half. clutch he is. Yeah, well, I put it exactly. three or four. Absolutely. Uh, you met his dad once, right? You saw him at the Pittsburgh game. 
We did. Uh, myself, Brandana, my brother, and another friend, we watched uh, week two, the Chiefs at the Steelers, which was an amazing game. It was kind of Patrick Mahomes coming out party. What do you throw? Six touchdowns, 377 yards. And uh, yeah, at the end of the game, got to see Patrick Mahomes walking up the stands. He's not a fan of touching him on the back. Um, <laughs> uh, let him know that his son is a god. But uh seemed like he was having a good time. For so sure. I think uh, maybe the biggest concern, most awesome, I'd like you to jump in on this also, just as a real kind of serious breakdown of the Chiefs telling us something that maybe you know other pundits aren't overlooking and being kind of a fan of the team and watching it come up. It seems like a little bit, so they started out, they started out definitely hot. Patrick Mahomes came out of the gate. There seemed like a couple games, that's Pittsburgh game being one of them where they got off to you know, a three, like two, three touchdown lead and then slowly kind of watched that dwindle away and almost gave away the game. Uh, New England's right. obviously going to be way too smart and experienced to let something like that happen. Uh, what's your biggest fear against the Patriots going into this game? If I'm the Chiefs, my biggest fear is that they, Im- they the, the, the Patriots take their running attack and do something a la like we saw the Saints last game against the uh, uh, the Eagles where they put on that like 18 play 11 minute drive yeah and I just I, I worry about especially like coming out of the gate if they if the Patriots put in a long drive score a touchdown and then kind of take that Chiefs crowd out of it a little bit I'd be a little bit nervous because they're gonna try and play keep away with Mahomes and I don't think we've we've seen Mahomes in that catch-up mode and I think probably the Rams game is where, you know, they were always in the catch-up mode and, and just never doing it before and going against Belichick and Brady. You know, I, those are pretty stacked odds when you're, when you're going up against that. There's a reason why you kind of have to pay your dues in any professional sport. So that would be my biggest fear is them just kind of grinding that first half, not getting a lot of touches and not let that offense get clicking early. Is that a fear of yours, Opup? It, it is for sure. Uh, for me, playing a Bill Belichick team, it, he's going to give the Chiefs something they've never seen before. You, you know, he's going to find something, whether it's, you know, rushing two players or chipping Travis Kelsey, the tight end. Like, he's going to throw something that Mahomes has never seen in the last 17 games. The Patriots and the Ravens were the two teams that, you know, literally anything they scouted, they saw in film when it came to Sunday they threw everything out differently when it came to that. And so Belichick's going to make a ton of adjustment, being different, so it's going to be up to the Chiefs to make an adjustment. Ideally, the Chiefs, their formula at home is they win the coin toss, they defer, it's defense, you go three and out, and then Mahomes goes down to scores. If not, you know, I think the Patriots get the ball, they're going to do the short passes like they did against the Chargers, and it's going to come down to Chris Jones, the interior D-line, because, yeah. you know, those DN, those side rushers, Brady's just going to step right up. So it's all about the interior D-line. you got to get pressure on that. If not, yeah. they're going to carve the secondary up, and the Chiefs are in trouble. Yeah. You know? that, that, that Chiefs defensive line versus the Pats offensive line is going to be the key to the whole game. Absolutely. So we'll jump into it. I want to get into specific scores, which we have a gambling corner coming up later, like we mentioned. So Ooh. we'll dive in on that and – Hold Opup's feet to the fire. Not only do we know who he likes to win, but what's that score that's going to be on that board? But we'll wait for that. Uh, much like we had your brother, Chad Ostrom, on uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, not sure when it was, but you guys have this kind of um, both went to KU, both kind of grew up in Manhattan. What does that do for your college football and basketball allegiances? 
Yeah, it, it makes it a little difficult. You know, we, we both did grow up in Manhattan, born and raised in Manhattan, Kansas, the Little Apple. And uh, our, our father, you know, this isn't a call it, but he, uh, he played baseball at K-State. So we were both raised, you know, very in favor of the Wildcats, go to every sporting event. We also, I believe, got season tickets around 1992 for the football team. And then in 94 is when K-State won the Copper Bowl and Bill Snyder kind of you know, started that whole turnaround. So it, it, it's a little difficult to not support the Wildcats. But then when it came time for choosing a college, you know, you had to choose between an agriculture school, Manhattan, Kansas, compared to Lawrence, Kansas, which uh, Brandana, you know, I don't want you to be partial, but I think Lawrence, Kansas, KU is amazing, somewhat comparable to Austin, Texas. Rock chalk, baby, rock chalk. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, uh, isn't there isn't there a pickle factory in Manhattan? Am I right on that? Ooh, isn't there like well, a big... that's gonna that's gonna be a point for Manhattan if that's true. You know, not that. Oh, I... maybe I'm thinking of something because <laughs> my little known fact: Doctor Mrs. The Commiss actually applied to K State mm-hmm. for veterinary school, Fun and fact. she's actually spent yep. some time in Manhattan. And I felt like there was like a factory of some sort. Or maybe I'm conflating my colleges here. This is not a good sign for, uh, yeah. for most awesome here. But anyways, yeah. I, like I said, I'm a new, new dad to a baby. You, you it is we, very well known for the vet school and agriculture. Yeah. We expect most awesome to know everything, so go ahead and drink on that pickle factory <laughs> embarrassment. Oh, no. <laughs> Going to school at KU, I mean, it, it, it was ridiculous. Like I would get rid of to this day if there's a sporting event. You know, I'll always take the Wildcats over KU unfortunately ooh, but ooh. for me it's like you know it's something you're brought up with in your blood compared to what you went to school for so yeah judge away. it's tied to something it's time <laughs> it's tied to something it's not like you just exactly. decided to pick bill yep. and bill snyder retired this year right this is his last yeah there yeah they go. uh the they cap. went out and got the north dakota north dakota state coach uh chris kleinman is who oh that's on. an interesting that's a good little hire that's yeah, a good little thing they, for you they've guys. won uh five out of the last six years of the d2 uh national championships which sure you know, give them credit for that. Uh, K-State fans were not too excited on the front end. They were hoping they were going to get the North Texas coach, uh, Seth Lillman, but uh, it yeah. didn't work out that way, and they're rolling with it, man. They're kind of going with the... I take I take those D2 college coaches that won. Brian Kelly for Notre Dame. Yep. He started out Trestle. of uh, Grand Valley. Yeah. Exactly. Grand Valley State, and yep. has you know the rest has been history, so that'll be good for, for yep. you guys. Jim Harbaugh as well. There you go. Another That's good right. example. So wait, did uh did KU didn't officially land Les Miles yet, right? Did that happen? They did. Oh, they, they did. did okay. Yes. Wait, He's so busy doing Modelo commercials. Don't worry oh, about that. Oh, <laughs> oh, Les Miles Rose. <laughs> oh man, Opup, you didn't say you're gonna be bringing the flamethrower, brother. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, was like the pickle pickle factory of roast right there. <laughs> well, I would even have to say that better. Like you're not a fair weather fan because you know if KU K State's playing like in in like the Big 12 tournament, then you're rooting for K-State, no matter what, what the rankings are. Yeah, I, I am. But other than that, I mean, I'm a huge Jayhawk fan. Gigantic. Yeah. All right. It sounds like, it sounds like a, a fence hard to straddle, but you pull it off. <laughs> right um, all right, real fast. Uh, thanks for jumping on here. It is time for, I think we prepped a little something. Opup and I got together because I'm tired of seeing this smug asshole smile. That's right. Does most awesome have it? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right, oh, 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 it snuck up on me. Uh, so this is where we fire off uh, eight different players and just kind of announcing them with a different subject and most awesome lets us know where they went to college. We start with the subject. 
Oh, Puppis, pick that subject. What is our subject today, brother? NCAA college basketball, and I am basing this off, off of Coach K, Sega Genesis, 1994-1995 Sega Genesis game. Not oh, sure if you played that most oh, awesome. Nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this I I played this game. Are so, you, you're familiar. Okay, you're familiar. Okay, I am familiar. Let's right, awesome. Right, True or false? See. Did you turn off the fouls or not? <laughs> oh, I did not turn off the fouls. No, okay, no, 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 right. I did not. No, no. It's it's a fun game if you do. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. We ready for this? All right, most awesome. We're gonna start with Michael Finley. Where did he go? To Michael. Michael Finley was a guard for the Wisconsin Badgers, drafted by the Phoenix Suns, Ooh. probably in that, that 94. Yeah. Randana, this guy is good. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> get gonna, your popcorn I'm, ready, baby. I'm, I'm you see, you see my feet bit. up? I made myself a drink. I'm, just, I'm a spectator, <laughs> there baby. There you go. There you go. Take a, take a, take a, take a breather on this one, Brandana. <laughs> All right, number two, buddy. What we got? Okay, uh, this man gained strong acclaim from wearing one sock up, one sock down. And he did not ride a bicycle. To, you don't even need to, oh, bring you don't it. Even need to Let's say go. the name. We're talking Carrie, Kitt, oh. uh, Carrie Kittles out of Villanova, baby. Most awesome is Ring. calling these guys off the things they wear on their feet. <laughs> You'll see it here, people. Number three. Amazing. John Wallace. John Wallace went to Syracuse. Wow. Okay, this isn't part of the eight, but do you remember his teammate? <laughs> <laughs> who also liked the, the one sock up, one sock down. Lawrence Moten. Oh, man. This guy is good. Guys, my boy can play wicked smart. Love it. Okay, so you're going to nail this so quickly, so I'm going to start this off with this guy blocked a large Kansas center in the NCAA tournament, knocked him down, and then grabbed him, pulled him up, and the Kansas center shook his hand because the block was so pathetic. And he's from Purdue. uh, Oh, Oh, I just ruined that. Oops. Say it again. He's from Purdue. That's right. He's still his guy's name? Who are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not sure who you're talking about on this one. I fucked that What's up. Glenn name? Robinson. I fucked that up. Oh, the big dog. Yeah, that was yeah, my I, bad. I, I fucked I, that up. No, don't worry. That's you, okay. that he, went to, he, went to, he went to junior college. We'll, we'll take Lawrence Moan. I like, <laughs> I, like, I like the challenge of, like, can you call this from a high Well, I was like, after seeing this, he's going to nail these. I'm like, I got to get something. Do you remember that block? Ostertag? I don't remember that. I don't remember the play. Was that Ray Lafrance that we're talking no, about? No, no. He he smacked the shit out of Ostertag, and Ostertag got up and shook his hand really awkwardly. Oh. <laughs> I was like, good block, oh, bro. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, okay. Okay. So starting here, Randolph Childress. Randolph Childress went to Wake Forest. Demon Deacons. I like it. Yeah. As well as Tim Duncan. Okay. Yep. This that guy. That was a good squad to play with on that game. That right? was, that right? Was a good squad. They're solid. All right, guys, keep it to the question. Keep it to the questions. Let's go. This guy was the number one draft pick in the NBA. His name was Joe Smith. Joe Smith went to Maryland. He was drafted by the Golden State Warriors. That is correct. This guy won a national championship in college. His name is not Corliss Williamson, but he is another guard on the team. Scotty, are talking about Scotty Thurman? Correct. <laughs> went, to, went to Arkansas? Amazing. He did go to Arkansas. And the last guy is... A lefty, Damon Stoudemire. Damon Stoudemire, Mighty Mouse, drafted by the Portland Trailblazers, went to Arizona, the Wildcats. Holy shit. 100%. All right, Boom. guys, and that's a 8 for 8, and that's how Boom. it's done. My boy, my boy, M.A. I just I leaned back. I made a cocktail. I, I dozed off a little bit because I, I like how people get so tempted when M.A. knows everything. By player four, they're just like, uh... 
uh, I'm holding up a certain number of fingers behind my back. How many is it? They're just, <laughs> it's just like we got to give them something to keep it interesting. Um, all right, that was Does It May Have It. We're going to jump to the Neapolitan Showdown where we are talking best things to order at a Mexican restaurant. Before we do that, we're doing a little map about you. That's right. Uh, tables are turned on you. I like you springing a little Does It May Have It on my boy. But now we're going to ask you a quick six questions just to get, get to know all pup a little bit better you ready for this bro let's go all right all right i get to, i get to take the ball right brandana because i won last week say, yeah we'll do a map about you brother oh we'll do a map about yeah. you my bad i'm sorry right, follow the show follow the show you're you're half of it my man there let's, let's just, i was i was calculating my my win totals <laughs> on this 30 for 34 on the year that's 88 yeah. percent, folks Let, let's be honest you're more than half this show you're like 70 percent this show all right uh Oh, pup, rate this podcast on a scale of one to this podcast fucks. Ooh. Give him a solid three. Oh. <laughs> that was that, I'll give that the shocker. That was That's two in the pink mess. and one in the stink. Hey, guys, I'm going to misheard that. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, can we, we'll can we say that again? I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't hear it very well. Can you hear okay? What's wrong with the yes. volume? Okay. Say, no, no. Say it again. One out of what? I'm sorry. Rate this podcast on a scale okay. of one to this podcast fucks. Ooh. That's a solid 9.5. <laughs> All right. Ooh, that's better. We, we that's come in better. really sexy, really hot here. Nice. There you go. Still, our, av- right. our average was this podcast fucks for however many episodes. <laughs> right. But that brings right. down the average a little bit. All right. Um, episode Neapolitan Showdown. Last week, we did the worst things you ever spent money on. What's the worst thing you've ever dropped cash on? Uh, Brandon, I think you're going to be able to relate to this, uh, gambling. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Weekly, consistent. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to give you a four day bender like, uh, our boy worm and rounders. There you go. Good points on that one. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, rank the flavors of Neapolitan ice cream. Oh, you guys are not going to like this. I am a boring white man from Kansas. Give me vanilla every single day, 24 seven. I'm yep. sorry, you're a sociopath. So exotic. <laughs> there you go. Can't can't get any higher than this. All right, we might as well just end this segment. Uh, yeah, it's over. Uh, we, it was a good idea to have you on, Opup. Sorry, it didn't work out. I uh, number four. Uh, worst thing you've done after a Royals loss? Well, yeah, I think I'm going to tie into what he just said. Uh, in the past, I, I believe I've like punched myself in the face uh, uh, <laughs> multiple times. Um, kind of ADD and. Um, it became a theme with my family, like the Royals lost. The common theme around our family was like, hey, leave Kyle alone. The Royals just lost, you know, like give him some time. Let him, you know, get some peace. Uh, pathetic. Uh, loyal fan, yes. God. But um, yeah. yeah, psychopath, yes. What a, there you go. What a 162-game well, roller coaster. Too bad you didn't like, it, grow up it, in like Atlanta or something well, in New York. Luckily, Shit. about 40 games were uh, televised at that time. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I'm going to give you 40 games times 100 gram, milligrams of Ritalin for your ADHD. Comes to 4,000. 4, All right. Um, K-State football, Royals baseball, Chiefs football, which title means the most? You know, it's already happened. I would, I would almost say the Kansas City Royals because I, I thought that was uh, the thing that would not happen the most. But I guess if you really looked at it, Kansas State is the longest shot. But with the Royals just being so awful growing up 
And then the fact that they beat the New York Mets in 2015 with us living up here was a dream come true. So I would definitely say the Kansas City Royals. 1985 and yep. 2015, whatever that. I'll just give you the, the, the middle of that, so 30 points. <laughs> Great math, brother. Uh, and our last one, brother, with a T-shirt on the line. Grateful Dead and Fish. Are they the same band? <laughs> <laughs> Grateful Dead all the way, man. Come on. <laughs> well, this was this was a long, strange trip. Let me calculate the points here. And you, my friend, Opup, have won. I'm an NMAB Sports Podcast oh! t-shirt. Give us an air horn, brother. Let us hear it, Opup. I like the steam. Oh, man. That's actually, you know what? Uh, most of us, I just realized this is be our first guest that will actually be able to give the T-shirt to right after their performance. Directly. Directly. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, exactly. it's the longest hey, step b- between I was on the podcast and I got my T-shirt. Some are still waiting. Uh, <laughs> he just had a new baby, guys. Relax. Get off his case. Uh, okay, guys. Now we're jumping into, you know what time it is. It's high noon, motherfuckers. Bring us to that jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright guys, Neapolitan Showdown What started out as ranking some fucking ice cream flavors And we all know where Opup stands Crazy man Mm. Has now turned into Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's kind of sweeping the nation it's a thing. They, I it think, is a legit I, I think thing. it goes Neapolitan Showdown. Like what you're doing like this Monday, you're kind of going to be talking about Neapolitan Showdown, AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, traffic, weather, blah, 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 blah. That's the order. That's what I say. For sure. It's it's kicking off the Sports Center, the, the 5 o'clock Sports Center on Monday afternoon. So Opup's going to stick around. He agreed to score this for us. Thanks so much, brother. We are ranking best things to order at a Mexican restaurant last week. Uh Pedal's really opened up a little bit and showed us what he has spent his money on that he has immediately regretted, and so he will take the ball out standing at 1-0. Oh, well, no, 1-1, one, one and because one, you won the first one of the year. Yeah. But you don't forget about that. You started again. I guess I'm at one in, a, running, one in a row. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. gotcha. All right. Just so yeah. I'm on that one, Pete, is what you're trying okay, to say. Okay. You know what? You, you, had, you had an amazing 8-for-8 eight eight show. Look, can I have this? I mean, just give give me give me this. Like, <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay. All, All right. right. So that being said, yes. This is a this is a wonderful topic, and it and is. I think that these are there should be universal truths in these Mexican restaurant choices. So I'm going to lead off with my very safe number three. Yeah. I'm going to go with an enchilada. You can't go wrong with an enchilada. All right. What's beef, chicken, oh, steak? But I would ultimately go uh, some sort of beef. Enchilada. Red, red sauce or green sauce? Not white sauce. You're not. You're not, not white sauce. That's queso, baby. Uh, I, I would go the, the authentic red chili sauce, but I, you know, I might get saucy with it and go green. Well, but I'll go you, red just for this. When I, uh, you, you came and saw me at the Pink Taco, right? When I bartended there? Oh, for sure. You remember they had, that, uh, they had that brandy sauce with like a lobster enchilada. Overrated. Nobody wants like an Overrated. ice cream enchilada. Way too sweet. Uh, yep. Yeah, I like that red sauce. I like that beef. I like that shredded beef up in the mind a lot. I'm feeling you. I have to go with my number three is going to be a Caesar salad. 
a Caesar salad. A Caesar salad. It it originated in Mexico. It it is all like in all the like fancy Mexican restaurants you go to. There's a Caesar salad on the menu. Like get some shrimp steak on that. Like it is my some sure. You, you don't you don't underestimated ingredient that you put on Caesar salad. People overlook jalapenos. Give me those pickled jalapenos. Throw that on the Caesar salad. Give me a little bit. Oh, and a little fun fact. I don't know if this gives me a bonus point, oh pup. I'll let you. I'll let you decide that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's exactly. Fault. Don't. I, I'm just. I'm letting him know facts. I'm letting him know he okay. can give bonus points if he'd like to give bonus points. Let him I'm do it. Most awesome. It's not going to work. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I can. I can make a table side Caesar salad. I can make the. I can make the salad dressing. Look at dressing. you. I know. Oh, okay. Do this Very good. For you guys. I can I can guess a basketball player based on the size. So <laughs> yeah, we, we all have a, yeah, both have a fun talents, little tricks. And they both fill us up. Um, so here's the thing is, be you you know, you can get a Caesar salad at fucking Burger King. Like it doesn't make it a Mexican food choice, my friend. Yeah, I mean I mean, yeah, you can get an enchilada from like a can. Like, yeah, you can get good food shitty places. Like, sure, I get but, that, it's, but it's yes, like, but it's closer to south the border than a Caesar salad. It shows Anywho. up a lot of places. I'm glad it's there. It's tasty. How do you score it? Is, this is where it gets cute, Opop. Don't forget. Most awesome's about, just got 25 points there. I'm going to agree with him on that. Ooh. Uh, Coming do, in, out hot. In, any points for the fact that I can make Caesar dressing? Yeah, that was that, cute. Um, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> all right. Well, we see someone's been lobbying. Don't forget, Most Awesome, he embarrassed you a little bit by just answering all the questions you thought were going to be difficult, and it doesn't really happen. I'm he just did. letting you know. I'm he just did. letting you know that happened. It's got to be right. truthful for Mexican food. <laughs> Number dos. What, what do you dose. got, Mustafa? Dose. There you go. I'm getting authentic with it. Um, I'm going to go with another safe play. You, you can't beat this. You got the rice, the beans, all wrapped up in a beautiful flour tortilla. I'm talking about a burrito. Oh, man. You're going so fucking chalk. So fucking chalk. So chalk. So but chalk. okay, yes. Maybe I've, maybe it's a burrito with a side of Caesar salad, Brandana. <laughs> yeah. Number one gonna be a taco, like a. All right, um, my number two is I'm doing. Oh fuck, I forgot who is judging this. Now I just remembered. Opup is uh, he's allergic to avocados. I want to change my number two. No, 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 no. That's not gonna judge it. That's not gonna judge it. What's that? I am. That's not judging it. That's okay. I I am, but that's okay. Okay, well I like table side guacamole is where it's at. You can be like, give me that extra onion. Don't skimp on that garlic. Get absolutely out of your mind about those jalapenos. Like you can really kind of make it to taste. It's fresh. Like it's just like a nice little dip. It's light. It's not the worst fucking thing for you in the world, which is saying something at a Mexican restaurant. And it's sure, right there and it's sure. fresh. And that's that's my number dos. So 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 far you've got side dishes as your your favorite things. I do build nothing at a Mexican baby. restaurant. Yeah, just sides. I, yeah, I can't sit down and like just destroy three entrees like my boy M A over here. I said it. It's, I said it. I'm all- on that note, I'm, I'm going to give that to Brandana, guys. You know, that, that's an authentic dish. Uh, burrito, I can go to, you know, Chipotle, yeah. any place you want, right? Yeah, We, we can sure. make that. And, and I will say, you get some authentic guacamole, it'll kill me. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> some things are worth it. Depends on how good team. it is. I want all my <laughs> friends to have a good time there. So, Brandana's going to get 25 points on that one there. Ooh. So oh, look at that. We've got a dead heat. A dead heat yeah. going to the final. How often do we see that most awesome? Oh, very often, actually. All the time. All the time. <laughs> All the fucking All time. The time. Right. I, I just envision Opup at Mexican restaurants sure. just with, like, the EpiPen <laughs> yeah. ready to go. All time. I just pictured, like, his neck puffing up with, like, a smile <laughs> on his face. And he was like, right. perfect. Hey, <laughs> just did the Chiefs win or not? <laughs> I'm good. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
All right. So then um, I'm going to go with uh, my number one. Number one. Oh, Pop. Um, you could choose to add avocado if you wish, but you Ooh. don't need to because this is this is the this this is the sparkler of Mexican food restaurants mm. uh, dishes in the fact that I'm talking about shrimp fajitas because when someone orders Ooh. some shrimp fajitas everyone around the restaurant takes notice because they hear that crackle that little <laughs> sizzle coming through the smell and it's like oh shit we are in a mexican it's food like brandana walking restaurant. through a club absolutely yeah exactly <laughs> sure. exactly yep. the uh -huh. seas part everyone's like oh what up okay Damn. it's fajita Mark. time look at me hey i see you shrimp fajita i see you doing your thing don't act, like, right. don't act like you didn't want to get noticed. Get over here. You get over here. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I, like, I love a fajita. I love the sizzle of it. I love the kind of build your, like, you, it's, you basically you brought your own mini little, like, like burrito bar, like fajita bar. Like, right. it's all just kind of like right there for you to build and mix and match and all the side dishes and the sizzle. Shrimp can be a little hit and miss, though. I always feel like, a, do you hit this most awesome and op up you weigh in? Like, uh, a lot of things I can make decisions about. I always do the split plate on the fajita. I always like to get like the steak shrimp, the chicken shrimp, the steak chicken. I need two meats on there. Double up. Yeah, yeah. That's a baller move. That's a baller move. Because you pay. <laughs> well, it depends for on what it. kind of weeks it's been. You know, we're booking a lot of yeah, shit. Exactly. Like just like money flying right, out of right, the pockets. Right. Bring me, bring me dos meats. <laughs> uh, my number uno is, I did because this is this is a classic, but. I will get it at every Mexican restaurant, no matter what I get. It'll be involved from everything from like Taco Bell to Mexican fine dining. Should that ever actually exist? We'll see. I'm talking sure. about a crispy beef taco. Mm. Which, it's good. And it like, and it's just like no, no sour cream, but it's like, like the crispy shell and I want ground yep. beef. I don't want shredded beef. I don't want chunks of beef. Like I just want like that ground beef. Cause when you can bite into it, it doesn't, sometimes we get the wrong shredded beef. Like the shredded beef pulls a little bit and it's kind of like crumbles. Sure. Like there's something like a crispy beef taco eats almost like a sandwich where it just like, it breaks the beef grease kind of softens up the shell and it just kind of yep. like breaks perfectly. Yeah, see the crumbled beef is where you go wrong. You need the shredded beef, you need yeah, the al pastor. You need it you need it you need it shredded brandana no. because really those 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 Don't talk down to me. Crispy sir. beef tacos. I'm not me. talking down. They're really meant for two bites, right? That's just as small as you got. So if you pull a little out, that's fine and if you then you shove the rest <laughs> back in your mouth. <laughs> That's where I'm most awesome you. doesn't realize the judge is from uh, Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> so uh, there, there's going to be a strong bias towards uh, the, the hard shell tacos, which is impossible to find in New York. So Brandon is going to get one point on that and come out with a strong win, 26 to 25. Ooh. Oh, well scored. Oh, okay, uh, now that we have decided the winner, uh, Brandana wins rightfully. That was a good list. In your tacos, do you want tell us, Opup, what you like on your fajitas, and then tell us crisp in your crispy beef taco, shredded beef or ground beef? For the crispy tacos, I do. I, I like the ground beef. You know, I like the lettuce, the pico, tomatoes, sour cream, anything yeah. else that's going to come on it. Not guac. I don't want to die. Yeah, yeah. Big fan <laughs> of that. Yeah. I like Depends. life. Unless it's made table side. You expressed that earlier. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Fajitas, uh, I, I'm not super specific. Wh whatever's going to come out on it. Um, I'm, I'm not a seafood guy kind of guy. I, I like a good steak uh, fajita. 
uh, bring me the peppers, bring me the onions, let everyone flaunt. There you go. So, so I'm glad I did. If you're not a big seafood guy, I'm I'm glad I left ceviche off on the side. <laughs> I almost had my that. my consolation bracket. I almost had that. Oh, pup, where would you have sat in on going for a breakfast? Uh, Mexican dish and huevos rancheros. I know Brandon, where Brandana sits on it, but where, how say you on a huevos rancheros? Oh man, I, a big fan. I, I know Brandana, not a fan of eggs, but give it to me. I love it. Yeah. I oh, love it. I should have gone. I should have gone. I should have zigged. You know my way to the heart. That, exactly. Yeah, that, that would have been, I would have seen, that would have been close. Uh, oh, Pop, I know you have like kind of weird food things like I do. What's your weirdest is being allergic to avocado is kind of your weirdest thing at a Mexican restaurant or is there like another kind of dish you won't touch like quesadillas keep them away from me? Yeah, I, I, I would think it's that. Um, seafood has always been a weird thing. I, I, growing up, we would go to Kansas City, Crown Plaza, you, you know, those kind of like, what is it, Japanese, Mongolian places where they cook right in front of you and you know, they're like cooking it and they're like throwing shrimp and it'd be funny. Everyone's like, you know, fucking swallowing it like they're Travis Kelsey, you know, Tyree Kill, like in their mouth. And then they throw it to me. I'm like, no, man, I, I'm not eating that. And you know, the guys, you know, not really communicate me to me very well. And so he's got his big old chop knife and he's just like, you ready? Y'all, Yo, you ready? And I'm like, no, man, I'm not eating that. And he would like throw it to me. And there's a couple of times they're just literally hit off my face. You know, close the mouth, <laughs> hit me in the forehead, whatever you got to do, I duck. And I'd say that's the craziest thing, man. Yeah. I, I wouldn't compromise values, you know? Tough, tough crowd. Thanks for not busting our balls like that, brother. Yeah, right. All right yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's hop into that gambling corner. Should we go to the jam, bro? Let's go to the jam. corner it is afc championship time all right guys we have eagles at saints patriots at chiefs uh ex- expressed earlier opup a little bit of gambler himself let's go through the lines and the over-unders and kind of see the best bets we're looking at this week and if rams and rams at saints brandon i think you said eagles earlier oh fuck i did type eagles wow i gotta get over that tie this in bring me the jam <laughs> take oh, two great reset that we might keep that take two in there all right guys uh brandana gambling corner we're talking the best bets this week we got opup admitted gambler on here uh we're gonna talk a little bit of teasers most awesome is gonna hop in maybe ask a few questions maybe kind of say what he's seeing we have the rams at the new orleans saints and we have the patriots at the chiefs the reason i put both those together before saying the line because the lines are the same fucking thing we have the saints Minus three at home, and we have the Chiefs minus three at home. Both lines, the over-under is 56 for the Rams and Saints, and then 56 and a half, that extra half point in that frigid Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City for the Patriots at the Chiefs. Oh, Pup, what immediately jumps out at you? Does anything jump out at you? How long have you been reeling in your decision on what you're going to pull a trigger on this weekend? Yeah, it's literally since last Sunday, I've been pondering back and forth. You know, the lines come out right away, and I would say shockingly, but not too shockingly, they have not gone up or down too much. I think the Rams started at, opened up at minus three and a half, so it's come down to three. Uh, Chiefs, 
I'm not surprised. I think it's sat at three. If anything, I, I thought it'd maybe go to minus four. I, I don't believe it's going to go the other way with the home field advantage. You kind of hope people are going to jump on the Patriots, but with their road record, I don't think people are getting on that. So for me, uh, the biggest lock is the Chiefs at home. Money line, you know, personally, I'll probably play the minus three pretty hard. The Saints, Rams are the one that I'm pondering left and right. I have no idea what I'm going to do on that. So I want your guys' advice. What should I do with that? Ooh, asking the MAB. Yeah, I want the experts' advice. advice. Ooh, experts. Yeah. Turn it back over. Yeah. Our expert. money is in your hands. Nice. Look at that. Just batted that ball that we didn't want back over the net. Copy that. Um, here's what I'm looking at. I brought this up earlier. I was talking to you, most awesome in our pre-bro. There's something. I'm going to put this out there. We talked about teasers. We've been talking about teasers kind of the last couple weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get nuts with teasers, guys. There is a four-team, 13-point teaser. What that means is, if you remember what we are talking about teasers, is teasers are something that lets you adjust the line in the better's favor either way you want to go. But more things have to happen to get paid off. So what we're talking about is you can take a special teaser. You can take four different teams or outcomes, like the over-under kind of quote-unquote counts as a bet. So four different bets, and you can move each of those lines 13 points either way you want to, and basically 110 to 100. So right now what I'm talking about is looking at this right out of the gate. I can get a – and remember, I don't like to swing – on the teasers, I don't like to swing anything less than, you know, that seven points because I'm absorbing points on shit that doesn't happen a lot, which is a team winning or losing by one. That's going to gobble up three points to go from one zero to one, if that makes sense to move it. So if I'm looking at a favorite, that's not the direction I'm going. I'd rather just do like a, if you like the favorites, just do a two team money line parlay and then you can kind of get that's going to pay out a little bit better than a teaser because you're not using all six of those points. But you don't want to really want to use those points because you don't want to be sitting with the Patriots, you know, swinging that on the other side and have Patriots, you know, plus two or yeah, Patriots plus two or Patriots minus two on that other end. And it's just like, okay, well, now they like if they get that like a push doesn't really matter. So what I would do right here is like I here's what I'm thinking about doing. I'm thinking about doing that four team. This really sounds like I can't fucking make a decision because the games are tough. And we were talking earlier. It's like. It's not like you guys aren't picking right or wrong. Like we're we're talking about games that really the outcome of these games is just like if you played them ten times, like you know the favorite wins and covers like six maybe, and it's just like right. the dog wins outright like four, and then like five insane things happen like those two other games. So it's just like it's like what's gonna happen, and you can use all the information you can try to get that. So I, I would just I, I I'm I'm rooting for close games. I'm rooting for kind of. We have the top four offensive in football as the final four. That's very cool. I'm still playing on strategy that happens in playoff football that kind of changes, which it's it's not close to the vest. It's not like people are playing weird or different. It's just like they're trying to slow the game down. And I think we saw that a little bit with uh, Kansas City. I, we definitely saw that with New Orleans. So I'd like to see some more of that. So I, I'm going to go – I'm going to take that. I'm going to take this four team. I'm going to take both – the road dogs, I'm going to bump them up to 16 points. So I have Rams plus 16. I have the Patriots plus 16. I'm going to bump these, I'm going to bump these under-overs up those 13 points also. So now I'm at 69, and I'm at 69 and a half, and I'm going to go under on both. So I basically don't want an insane shootout, and I just want the games to be close, which I think is going to happen, so it's my best bet. All that shit has to happen for me to get paid anything or I lose, but it just seems like the smartest play. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on the unders. Just thinking about the course of where the last four playoff games, because even though the the, Ram, or the Rams dominated the Cowboys, it wasn't a shootout. It wasn't a high-scoring affair. I, I'd be shocked to see the Chiefs-Patriots in a frigid Arrowhead Stadium yeah. be 43-40 again like it was in, early in the season. So staying under that 60 or 70 points – um, that feels pretty comfortable. Then it's just uh, you can't have, and I don't think either team is going to get shelled. So moving it to sixteen feels very, uh, very strong, very strong. And then you're not, then you're not really rooting for anything other than a tightly contested game where neither team glo- gets blown out by basically three scores. It's going to be know. fun to watch. Uh, it's. I mean, it's definitely like me on the fence. It's about the weakest take I can have on the gambling corner by just be like, oh, I want to use 13 points. I don't want to bet everything. But it's there's going to be so, uh, like we said, like this is about making money. We want to make money on these things. And it's just like, I think this is the safest avenue to do that. Yeah. And it's and at this point, it's not even about like, oh, I want, let's make a call and I'm going to gamble and really risk it. It's like, all right, the, the, the teaser is used here to like, let's make this the safest, softest landing for this bet. You know what I mean? Like what, if I, if I can play it and I can, and I can move the factors all around, like that feels pretty safe. Otherwise you just sit there and, and say what Kyle was saying earlier is like, well, I'll just play the, the, the chief's money line. Cause I, I like, then it's like, I, don't, I just want to know who wins and I'll, I'll play and I, honestly, I'd probably pay the play the Rams money line if I was gonna go anything else. I think I don't know how or what they'll win by, but you know, I'd probably bet on the the Rams to beat the Saints. Plus one fifty. Mm-hmm. Plus one fifty. There you go. <laughs> yep. There you go. So, guys, hands down, feast tied. Someone's coming in. Our listeners don't have that kind of bankroll. They want to make some money. They put a hundred dollars in. What do you guys bet straight up? You can't tease anything. Yep. Brandon, and this is uh, your corner. I'll, lead, I'll let you handle it. I will take the Patriots Chiefs under at 56 and a half. If, if I'm dead to right, I, I think they're. Uh, I, I think knowing Bill Belichick, uh, great discussion in the game right now, great uh, strategist. I think he went into San Diego, wanted to blow the fucking doors off. And I think going into Arrowhead, he will want to make the game quick. You'll want to keep Tom Brady on the field. They will utilize that running game. They'll want to keep Mahomes off the yep. field, and they'll just want to get out of there as soon as fucking possible. Good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the uh, Saints or the, excuse me, the Rams plus three. That that'll be my bet. So I'm Ooh. betting on the I'm betting on the road dog Arr. here. Oh pup. Arr. There you go. Well, you you wrote the road dogs all year, Brandana. So I'm gonna get it for the NFC Championship game. In by itself. Kidding, I'm not wearing a coat. All right, guys, that, uh, that has been Brandana Gambling Corner. Oh, pup, thanks for weighing in. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and jump in and close this motherfucker down. MVP of the week. Who do you got most awesome? Oh, uh, well, as, as many of you know, I had the, uh, the birth of young Kamish Jr. entered in the world last week. Um, so I'm going to go the whole staff of St. Joe Medical Center. Uh, particularly the the nurses that did uh, the journeyman's effort, keeping me and Dr. Mrs. The Commission, Young Commission Jr. healthy, talking about Kaylee, Katie, and Amanda. They did great work. So those are my bow, three bow, co-MVPs bow, of the bow. week. Thanks for bringing Commission bow, Jr. Bow, bow. Uh, I have um, – should have went first. Mine's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I have a Dollar <laughs> Shave Club. Uh, fuck that Gillette commercial. 
Let's just keep it simple. There you go. Uh, it's pandering. It's just fucking god awful. It's it's worse. It's go. actually worse than that Pepsi commercial. And I'm not saying like I get like oh it's on the nose. Oh how deep I'm going to go in this. I'm just saying like I'm not I'm not upset about like it's just like oh I'm not one of those guys. I'm not I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is just like the blind following on a company that has like no allegiance to anything and just trying to latch itself onto a movement to sell some fucking razors when they've been out of the game ever since you could just get them to your doorstep once every two weeks. Boom. Go fuck yourself. Congratulations, Dollar Shave Club. Boom. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Boom. Roasted. Wait, you're saying Kylie or Kendall Jenner can't stop a riot with a Pepsi uh, can? I mean, Is that what you're saying, Brandana? Just want to check. In fairness, it has been proven. Take, in fairness, baby. Pepsi commercial existed in fiction and Gillette's commercial tries to exist in the real world, which is even more insane. Don't get me started, brother. It's an MVP. <laughs> Way to go, Dollar Shave Club. Way to go. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Who you got? Oh, Puff. I'm going to go with Ennis Cantor for taking on a full country. Turkey. There you go. Yep. You know, that man's not afraid. He, uh... I believe he just, what, what was it, Miss Awesome? He just had a warrant put out for his arrest. I, I have no idea what's going yeah. on with it. It's insane. I don't know if the turkey president's yeah. crazy or he is, but um, I, I love every part of it. It's, it's everything I like about the Knicks. We just need Mikey, Michael Beasley back, and we come full circle. There you go. Yeah, he had uh, a little dust up with uh, the Turkish president yeah, you know. there. Didn't like what he was doing. And uh, his parents are still there. His parents have actually, mm-hmm. um, I think, written Ennis out of his life. He can't go back. And that's why they didn't go. He didn't go on that London tour mm-hmm. uh, just for fear of retaliation. And, so, and yeah. getting murdered by terrorists and, is what he claims. There yep. you go. And getting mm-hmm. murdered. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And getting murdered. Exactly. Yep. Shout out Ennis. There you go. <laughs> Take on Turkey, not Constantinople. <laughs> Well, guys, this has been the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, episode 47. We had guest Kyle Ostrom, a.k.a. the Opup, joining us on the pod. Guys, send us an email, any thoughts you have. Send us your favorite thing to order at a Mexican restaurant. Send us a little, It's about time to do a little map degrees of separation. Send us something. Make us connect it. Send it to mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and subscribe to our podcast, please. Leave five stars. You know what? The light's back on, guys. Mabby Hour is in full effect. Yep, we just decided. We called it. Get your friend a drink. Get him to subscribe. Send us the bill. We'll cover it. Uh, guys, I am Brandana. That is my boy Opup here in the office, Kyle Ostrom. You want to have Most Awesome sign himself off? Sign yourself off, Most Awesome. This is a new dad. I, I got to get naps in sometime. <laughs> Style. Fame. She likes fashion. Oh.